me off because <laughs> it was so long so fucking long it was like 10 issues fuck out of here uh, on top of all this shit with these two kids all right we're recording now by the way let's do it is this an episode <laughs> yeah yeah back at it again like we never left coke and dank dank and coke we are the lethal weapons hey dank hey coke what do you call an owl that does magic? What do you call an owl that does magic? Houdini. It was that one or the dog one? What do you call a dog that could do magic tricks? Just a multiverse version? Alright, what do you call the Alabra dog? Alabracadabra door. You, you, you chose the correct one, sir. I chose the right one, yeah. <laughs> that would have made me angrier than we both already are. Or, what do you call a magician who lost their magic? Multiverse, multiverse. What do you call a magician that lost their magic? Ian. <laughs> you would have got me with that one. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a it's, good one. It's a thinker. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a thinker. So we're doing different this time. That even makes sense. We're, we're, we're coming at uh, Marvel a little differently this type, this round, this this flow, because Phase 4 is not even over. We're like halfway through, but so much shit has come through that we had a way to talk. We, we needed a way to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Madness of Multiverse, and Thor, Love, and Thunder in a condensed way, because there's so much ish that they try to get across in both those movies. Yeah, and this is we're doing it as a across the pages, which is where we usually compare two um, properties of different publishers or different, um, yeah, publishers to say that. This time, we're the first time ever we're doing two Marvel ones for the exact reasons you were saying. So, and there's actually a lot of crossover that like makes sense between both yeah. properties. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of worked out in our favor, unless you don't agree. But I mean, no, I, 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 I. I wasn't sure I did at first, but then, like, after reading the book that I read. And reading the book I read. Uh, makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. I was talking makes to them, not sense. not you specifically, Coke. Those out there. Listening. No, it's it's all about me. All right. Just, just this one. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. We start the movies. Well, yeah, well, let's just start at the movies. Sure. Let's get, <laughs> let's get them out of the way. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know a book you read, so we'll, like I said, we'll, yeah. We'll get into that. So, Doctor Strange came out first. It did. So let's get into that one first. Because you, you're you're covering the 
the duck the Thor of this. I'm cover- no, yeah, I'm, you're covering right. the duck the Thor right. of this. I'm covering the duck strange. We we've watched both movies. Did you read both books? No, I started to get into your Scarlet Witch, and I was like, oh, this is this is why. It's <laughs> this too is much. why he's the, like, I'm not doing this. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, it was like ten issues. Never mind. It was insane. <laughs> you, you had the better you had the better deal of it. it was funny enough anyways we'll get into that later sure so dr strange 2 multiple of madness huge hype for this right uh yeah good lead-in i guess kind huge, of lots of lots of hype i knew it was good <laughs> i knew when <laughs> faggy came out and said guys Lower your expectations. <laughs> oh no, that actually happened. People were like, "Okay, let's chill a bit. You know, let's see what it is." And what it was was the trailers. Was a mess. Trailers on trailers on trailers. If ever there was a movie that was ruined by its trailer hype, it's this one. Yeah, this is, and this is why we talk about this all the time. But this is why I do the one trailer rule. It's exactly why. And I did the one trailer, and things still got spoiled for me. Yeah, so, you, you couldn't <laughs> escape anything from this. the internet's for you. This was, uh, I mean, a clusterfuck, but again, not the only clusterfuck in Phase 4. But no. based on everything that they've been kind of giving us stepping stones for, or two, Doctor Strange is supposed to be kind of the premiere, like, up front, the one that we're paying attention to the most, bringing the teams back together. And, like, one of the biggest problems is he falls to the wayside in his own book, sorry, own movie again. It's not, yeah, it's not a, it's not a Doctor Strange movie. It's not. It should, it, this is, this is a Scarlet Witch movie. Wanda Maximoff. It's MVP. a Wanda Maximoff and uh, America Wanda. Chavez movie. And uh, some uh, Dr. Palmer. Love me some Dr. Palmer. Lovely, lovely. Oh, yeah. Lovely, 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 lovely Rachel Dr. McAdams. Oh, my gosh. lovely. If she's not cast as Sue Storm, I don't care how you can re- retcon it. You can make it. She was wearing like basically a Fantastic Four suit in like the third act. I was like, put that butt in uh, Fantastic Four on a mint. Literally. <laughs> um, this had like two cool things going for it. One being Sam Raimi, because we didn't think he'd ever come back to comic books, and he did. I, I'm like in the, I'm like in the minority. I don't like his stuff. I generally don't like. I like Evil Dead because that's you know for the time that was amazing. But everything he did after that, Spider Man movies, Drag Me to Hell, eh. and let me follow up with the second part, horror. Like this is the first scary type of MCU film. So like all of that alone is like there's enough interesting in that jar for me to be like, all right, cool. Like if long as expectations are low and we don't really get the Marvel. MCU cookie cutter print of like what a movie looks like, I think we'd be all right. Unfortunately, it seems like, which I think is for both movies that we we'll end up talking about, like a lot got left on the cutting room floor, and it seemed like they shoehorned in all of this MCU stuff that they had to finish out with whatever they're planning, as opposed to like letting Raimi make his version of a Doctor Strange multiverse movie. Yeah, it's weird because the title, the title of the movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it advertises two things. It advertises Doctor Strange and it advertises a uh, multiverse. We get neither in this. Doctor yeah. Strange is, is a side character and the multiverse is we he, go to three he, worlds. 
Fair. He he bookends the movie, right? Like he's beginning and ending, but like he's not really in it unless he's helping somebody else. Yeah, he's just doing other people's work. Have they like neutered him on purpose? Like, why don't they just let him go? Like, let him go off. I don't know if everyone has bought into him being. Like, he's still a dick, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. if he led a team, I'd be like you. So I don't know if they've bought into like, is this our guy? Which makes sense to why he's paired up with so many other characters, right? Like Spider Man, he's got to team up with. Uh, Chavez in this he's got to team up with like anytime he appears Wong like Wong gets more love I think overall yeah. and does a better job like he's actually the Sorcerer Supreme right now right um, yeah than everyone else so I don't even know if they're hedging their bets on if Doctor Strange is our dude or not or if they're gonna do the what if and be like eh, we can always flip him that's an interesting idea because it, it kind of seems like moving forward that's something I never really considered is that moving forward it was probably it was going to be either T'Challa or or Strange that was kind of going to be like their Iron Man and Captain America, right? I wonder. We still don't know what their plans with T'Challa are. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they're going to recast Black Panther or or not. So that plan. So maybe you're right. Maybe they've they've kind of shifted focus and been like, all right, we're just going all Strange, and that's why he's kind of. Then maybe it's changed plans last minute because you know he's because he's in Spider Man three, yep. he's in he's got the multiverse madness, but he's like a side character. He does a lot in what if. There's a lot is, in what yeah that's right which yeah. is like a testing ground which we've now seen from these next movies coming up. Um, to your point, you've always been saying though like they're MCU is looking for the next two to be science and magic. That's what I was thinking. Those two and yeah. you're to your point like Phase Four has been mostly magic and oh, I, I think it's to their detriment unless that's what they're planning moving forward with everything that's coming but like everyone's gearing up to go to space and apparently in space you need magic more than anything else which doesn't make sense you would think you need science to balance it out but now we're shifting here do you want to start do you want to keep talking about multiverse of madness like we never we actually haven't put we haven't said anything about it on the mic yet like we've talked about endlessly in person or on text yeah. i mean but no so it's like i'm kind of like we i know we we've talked about it enough i don't really want to talk about it but we we should <laughs> yeah well that, that's the episode we have we have talked about it like yeah briefly oh, like, i mean like shift a, a, focus run down? can you actually run down what happens in this movie there's a lot no, going a on because it's so and then it's so <laughs> and then it's the most and then mcu movie out it's like you know he's there he's at, he's at the wedding and then and then there's a monster, and then it's a girl, and then she punches through portals, and then, you know, he follows the portals, and then there's Wanda, but then she's evil. And then they reveal she's the bad guy in the first 15 minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she didn't wait. Right. Like, she's like, yo, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I got to get my kids. There's a MacGuffin, and then there's another MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and then there's another MacGuffin. It's like, and then there's the Illuminati, and then they're dead. And it's like... <laughs> It's like, it's like, cause this is an interesting moving. I'll still hang my hat on. Like there's interesting things going on here, but what pulled me to the sign of like, this is a ba. If you've listened to anything else that we mm-hmm. talked about, booms or bas, the boos are good. Bas are like, I uh, can't do, or like whoosh is a whole other thing. This may have a little whoosh to it, but my whole standpoint was if someone new to MCU was walking into this film, could they follow along? And the answer's Fucking no. No way. No way. You like you have to know WandaVision. Yeah, you don't even if you don't didn't watch WandaVision, you have to understand exactly what happened in it. Right before you come into here. You have to understand Doctor Strange's past. You have to understand Endgame and the blip. You have to like <laughs> you have to understand actually you probably guess you, know, you, know, you have to understand uh Spider Man three, but 
it yeah, helps. It, it helps to kind of know like where he is in the world, and especially with the Wong connection, like that's built up a little more in Spider Man Three. But to their own credit, like they didn't do a hard reset, even though they told everybody the blip is a hard reset. Like you should have brought everyone back to kind of stage one and be like, all right, okay, how do we rebuild everything? They're like, no, we're just adding on, and it's going more dense and more like forward through portals universes crazy shit like you can't there's no there's at no point is there a moment to kind of like get your bearings to see where they're headed because it it starts literally with defender strange which is another alternate universe and he's a complete dick because he tries to kill somebody Mm -hmm. and like you're this movie is you're constantly trying to catch your pacing and seeing where they're going and if i didn't have a foundation of like okay i kind of understand this like i was the lost in this and I, yeah. we've we've been watching these movies for what, twelve years now. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with this, but they tried to squeeze in as much as possible, and I don't think that helped. Plus, it was just poorly. I just think it was poorly written. Like the 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 um the whole the the Wanda Maximoff villain turn doesn't make sense like, to if you're if you're coming out of if you watch WandaVision series and then watch this movie, you're like, what happened? Because she at least kind of got control of like her power set, let all these people go, and then mm-hmm. flip off the switch. She's like, you know what? I want my kids. Fuck it. Like, yeah, fuck the dark, everything. The, the, I, they never really even explicitly like. I know they they mentioned all oh, the dark hold corrupts, but I'm like, what? It makes her that crazy? Like, I don't like that fast. And, I and guess. then, and then she never really considered that. You know, you you kill another person, then take now you've scarred your kids from a different dimension forever but you don't care because they're yours it's like well but then she realizes that anyways i don't (laughs) and then and then like america having no control over power and then after a really cheesy conversation with with dr strange with dr strange's (laughs) face missing all of a sudden she knows how to control it perfectly i'm like this is like this is bogus man this is so Ah, well, like, the, the, honestly, people. I I had a lot of people that are mad about the Illuminati thing. Uh, they they all got fried in three seconds. That was kind of like the most interesting part about it, right? Like, that's, I think that was funny. That's the most comic booky thing of it. And then, to your credit, it's, it's an it's, it's an alt version Illuminati. It's not yeah, like any, anything can happen, right? Like, you're playing by your own rules. Who cares? Like, you kill all these people and bring them all back if you want to. You're just setting up that you can have alternate versions of this, which was what if, was, if what if yeah. brought you into anything can happen. This is what happens if it's an alternate universe. Anyone can die, but it's comic books. They can all come back. What what was weird for me is they keep trying to define Wanda's power set, but they haven't. It's fucking. Uh, anything, anything exponential moves. at any time and like she's in control she's not in control and she can do this but she can't do this and it's like you spend so much time trying to travel to another parallel dimension where your kids are living but like i swear your power is strong enough to just make a whole bunch of another kids again <laughs> as they did she did it once you could just do it again <laughs> i mean you got a book of death like you could resurrect them from quote-unquote death again like there's like i don't understand where you're pulling all of these weird things from and how she's just like i need to do this one thing by killing all these kids and all these people to get yeah to this one universe it's like uh all right and then it's like and then it's like oh you gotta get this book okay that book's gone okay so you gotta get this book that this book is gonna give you a wish okay but then that book's gone it's like 
it's like, what are we doing here, guys? We're just like chasing MacGuffin, like like your favorite word, MacGuffin, MacGuffin, MacGuffin. Like, and it's just, and it's just him protecting the girl, him, you know, support getting his ass hand to him by Wanda, him playing with music notes against himself, which was yeah. like cheesy. him learning. Like his, the actual arc is him learning not to be a complete dick, right? Like yeah. all other versions of him are a dick. This one, he's like, I don't really have to be a dick, but I mean, I am. It's this is your lead. This is the one yeah, you have to buy just, behind, right? Just it's like uh, the way it was written, it just feels like a big stepping stone. Yes, this is definitely a setup movie. Like this, this reminds me more of Iron Man two than anything. Yeah, but like not as well done. Yeah, Iron Man two gets a bad rap. I, I didn't love that movie, but I didn't hate it either. It was I understood like why there's a lot of stuff. It was piled in with stuff to to kind of set up other things, but it but was, that was simple. That, that was their testing ground. They're like, can yeah. we squeeze all these guys in here? Like, can we just get all the groundwork done? So when we do Avengers, everyone's like, I know this guy. I know this guy. I know this guy. This one was and like. It was, and it was way more focused than this. It had Elon Musk. This one had the Illuminati with like fan casting and stuff, right? It was great to see Patrick Stewart um, and, your, you know, some of the fans get to see. Your favorite. Uh, the, this version of Fantastic, um, Mr. Fantastic, which is what you've been praying for. Yeah, I hate you know, John. John I, well, I don't hate John Kaczynski. He was just not my fan cast. Of yeah, yeah, but he's Mr. everybody Fantastic. else's. Like, like anyone else. Um, when I saw him, I thought of you immediately. I started laughing because I know how much you didn't want that. Happening. I didn't want this at all. So, like, his death was amazing. Yes, and the good thing is, this, is well, this might not be our John. Like, this might not be our read. No. It just they they might do that, or they might just cast somebody else, and just this was your little like nod um, to the um, fans. Amazing nods, right? We got Black yeah. Agar Boltagun as Black yeah, Bolt in his in his full on suit with a tuning and, fork. I was like, boom! He actually looked good. He looked legit. And then like one of the best deaths. Yeah, played by Anson Mount, who played him in that crappy show that nobody watched. <laughs> Captain Britain, Captain Marvel, like all that stuff was great. Let me give the nods out to the actresses that played them because they are also lovely, lovely. Haley Atwell playing Captain Carter. And right, fresh off of what if, but it's apparently it's not the what if version, but that's you know which we'll is more confusing on top of confusing. We'll but just, we also we'll have Lashana Lynch playing Captain Marvel, which is an alternative timeline if uh Brie Larson didn't become Captain Marvel, which is cool. Like I I'll yeah. take all that stuff. What I don't like is when the trailer tries to give me that before. Like, imagine not knowing that Charles Xavier was in this and seeing this for the first time. I didn't. I didn't because I didn't watch the second trailer until somebody was like, you got to watch the second trailer. So no, until like, I can't remember. I, it's always me harmlessly. I open Instagram and then I, then all of a sudden it's like a picture of Patrick Stewart. Like, oh, that's his voice in the trailer. And it's like, what? fuck. Like, that's the caption, right? And it's like, I don't want to read that. That's the end of that. You... Son of a bitch! That's ha- that happened with the. Uh, oh no! I told you with with uh, No Way Home. Uh, oh, they, I'd already guessed. I already guessed that. Right. Spoilers! I already guessed that Aunt May, Aunt May had died, was going to die. But when I was downloading a South Park episode, it was in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the comments. It was like Aunt May dies. That was the first word. Green Goblin kills her. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I, I wonder if that's like a a ploy by. Disney Corporation to be like, yo, you got to see this the first weekend now. Like, we want to increase our sales as much as possible. We're going to ruin it for everyone if you don't. But I think we're at the point now where, like, audiences are strained. Like, if you're not making it easy for me to watch, I don't really care about those opening numbers. Although this still made bank that first weekend. Oh, the the drop-off was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was surprise. Like, I don't know, man. I watched... 
Um, I almost said I'm, I'm, all, I'm all fucked up. I re- I watched Multiverse of Madness twice. I didn't like it the first time, and it was even worse the second time. There were you things know, to like. I was like, like there there are there are fun parts, like the part where him and America are going through the different um multiverses, the universes, and, the yeah. multi- and you you do get an idea of what's going to happen when they're flying. I was like, that's cool, but I think that was just shot for the trailer. <laughs> because we went to three universes and that was it. Or it's left on the cutting room floor. Like maybe they hit like six other places and like we don't have time for this. Like we it's need possible. to get all this exposition and all this story that makes sense for not this movie, but the next three movies and TV shows that you have to watch to keep up. Yeah. W- Wanda showcasing her powers. That was fun too. Well, Even though she ki- she slaughtered a whole bunch of sorcery, sorcerers, it a, right? It was amazing slaughtering. Um, yeah, she, but she murdered. She murdered a whole bunch. Of shout out to <laughs> Danny Elfman's score. Like he's all over the soundtrack, which like helped enhance like certain moments of it. Like even the weird uh, music note fight scene, super weird. But it's his score, so like it's punctuated with something that's cool. Um, yeah, it's, it, that was that was kind of wonky for me. I don't. I don't really care for that that scene too much. I was like, this is kind of. But that's like my favorite part is like the third act. The third act when they just go like "fuck it, we're gonna go horror" and like he gets a cloak of souls and all this stuff, and he's a zombie. Like that's all the weird stuff. That's when they that's when they went weird. That was that was just that's all Raimi, right? Like that's what I was expecting from this movie. Is like just go over the edge, right? It's all that America Chavez and nothing against the actress. I thought she was great. It was all that Wong. It was all that uh, what's the the place where they practice uh, to be a sorcerer. With the orange yeah, beef yeah, and everything, I like I, I, the, I don't have the name for it. Where they go there, and then they have to all do the like all that CGI stuff. Like, okay, I got it. I've seen it. I understand what it is. But we don't need like a ten minute scene where Wanda's attacking all these guys just to get in. And the weird thing is, the opening scene where she's attacking all of the like little to be sorcerers is the boring stuff. Once she gets inside, and then she starts cool. doing the all of the wand and stuff, the mirror, the eyes, the like traveling there, through, yeah. like that's all the cool stuff I wanted. Like just go straight to that shit, right? Like, like bend my mind. Before that, all she's doing is throwing fireballs, and that's like that's kind of what this movie. Is, right? Yeah, that's kind of what the movie is. Just people throwing colors at each other. When it's not Wanda, yeah, when Wanda gets crazy, it's just like orange, 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 blue, blue. Remember when 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 Doctor Strange is fighting himself in the oh, in yeah. the in the uh, the broken universe? <laughs> it's just like it's just oranges oh, the and blue. Inter- yeah, the, the, the insurrection, in, yeah, in, in, incursions. Yeah, the incursion. Yeah, incursion. incursion. Which is oh man, we got let's we'll talk about that book when they when they brought in the Illuminati. So it's funny because I wish for uh, Illuminati to make an appearance way yes. back in like an older episode, and then we got it now, and I was kind of like, oh, "This isn't exactly what I wanted." But <laughs> and I'll do you one better. I've been wishing for House of M references for how long we've been talking about this, mm-hmm. and I got I was like, "Ah, oh, you guys like." Yeah, I wasn't sure I wanted this either. <laughs> yeah, like not not like this, and and now basically, without saying it, it looks like they're setting up for Secret Wars. Like this is all just a, a well, yeah that. that that was that's been pretty clear since the, the Spider-Man thing, I think. But it looks, yeah, the multiverse like they brought up incursions, and so now incursions are a thing, and incursions in in the in the comic books start with the Jonathan Hickman runs, like that all that all led. It started with incursions, and it led into uh, Secret Wars, two, I guess, with Battle World and everything, and. Doctor Doom becoming God Doom, and that's an that's a that's such a good that's such a good run. We'll have to do something with that. 
Yes, but again, but, do you? But that, and then it ends with the the, the scene with um, Clea just coming out of nowhere, and him but getting hey, a third eye. Let's go. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go universe hopping. All right, get in. And then he's got three eyes, and then they go. Yeah. It's so and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce Campbell. Shout out to Bruce Campbell. Yes, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. He, you know. Um, uh, yeah. So and then, and Vision's alive. So what the fuck? Come get your girl. Where is Vision? He's gone. White so, Vision's gone. You got to explain that, or you're not going to explain that. Like again, this was a hard movie to get behind. Uh, we tried. Uh, I don't like yeah. it. I didn't like it. Uh, I, I, like I really, it. I'd love to see what's on the cutting room floor. Like, I really want this to be an actual horror movie, and then cut out all the MCU stuff. Like, I don't know why Shava's in here, or I do because maybe this is just a setup for. We'll get there when we get there, but I guess Young Avengers, because now yeah, but, every, yeah, but, every but now this, Marvel property has a young kid in it. That's here's the problem. I, I get everybody so excited about Young Avengers. I'm like, why? It's the same guys with the same powers. Yeah, but you know why? They moved to Disney. They're building out a whole rollout for the next generation of Marvel fans. Yeah, but it's all the same powers. Like, there's nothing new. It's like Hawkeye has is Hawkeye. Iron Man is going to be Ironheart. Captain is a good thing. It's like, I thought thought American Chavez would be like different, but no, she's just trained to be a wizard now or a sorcerer anyway. So it's like, okay, so she's not different. I thought she was going to take up like Patriot uh, kind of, because she has the star thing, right? So I thought it was going to be like Captain America. uh, No, no, no. No. We're just going to copy. We're just going to, we're just going to copy everybody's. And then if if Wiccan and Speedy actually do take apart, that's just that's just Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Why wouldn't they? It's just so you finally realizing that comics just repeat themselves. Yeah, no, well, of course they do. But I'm just saying now it's like, well, what's what's exciting about this? I don't. Um, Oh, oh, see Young Avengers. Like, why? You know what this is exciting for? If you're Kevin Feig, you can sign all these kids to ten year contracts. Yeah, and then just redo it except the kids. Yeah. For scale and just let them grow and be like, all right, cool, we got you locked in. Where all these A-listers, celebrities are like, hey man, we got to restructure now. Like, I want to direct. That's exactly what they're doing. You're, up, you're I, absolutely right. I want to produce. I want to. Which, which my friend, I will say, I will be out on. But my kids will probably like it. So there we go. But I don't want to see all this again. It's just it's the same cast, just more diverse. Which is nothing wrong with that. It's just it just bugs me that it's the same power sets. Like at least change the power sets. Get some more interesting people in here. Get get some X Men in there. Oh, or just don't X Men for yeah, God's don't, sake. Well, don't like I don't want to get started on that bag. Oh, I don't want them to now at this point. But they're already casting. There's the rumor bill starting. You got the um, you got the Miss Marvel and credit scene. Oh, like come on. Because we didn't uh, watch it. No, you and I were like, you know what? This is the first time we're like we're gonna whoosh this. So we just didn't, but then we, the end credit scene still found its way to us. <laughs> well, not forgetting that this is an AXP where we actually look at movies and read comics. The one yeah. thing we agreed about on this movie is this is definitely not a Doctor Strange movie. This is a Wanda movie, and she shines, good or bad, whether her motivations are correct or they got a character right. Elizabeth Olsen does an amazing job. Oh, she's brings- fantastic! Yeah. So the hand, let's. We didn't talk about who's in this movie, but I want to say that the acting from top to bottom is like, it's fantastic. The effects are great. Everything looks good. The movie's like, you can tell it's a high budget movie and everybody puts their all into it. Even Rachel McAdams, who could have easily just phoned this in. She like, she, you know, she plays her role really really well. Elizabeth Olsen's amazing in it. Uh, 
both Benedicts are great. All right, I'll do the, the rundown then. Right. We get Benedict Cumberbatch returning as Dr. Stephen Strange, Elizabeth Olthen as Wanda, Scarlet Witch, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor returning, reprising as Baron Mordo. I appreciate the dreads. Oh, the dreads. He looked great with the dreads, man. They should keep, they should keep that version. But they didn't get to do much, right? Like he got, he no. became a tertiary character when he should be the rival for Doctor Strange. So it makes sense. And we're not doing a lot of Doctor Strange stuff, but not really in the movie because he's supposed to be part of Illuminati. Anyway, Benedict Wong comes back as Wong. Uh, Joe Chitichi Gomez as American Chavez. Rachel McAdams, the lovely, lovely Rachel McAdams oh, so lovely. as Doc, Dr. Christine Palmer. Also lovely, lovely Elizabeth Olsen. We didn't say that for her. Um, playing Tommy and Billy Maximoff is Jet Klein and Julian Hillard. Michael Stuhlberg playing Dr. Nick West. And that's a brief scene that I guess is supposed to be setting up who his character is down the line, but like not really a payoff. So that was weird. We said Anton Mount comes back as Black Bolt. Lashana Lynch as Captain Marvel. John Krasinski, my favorite, as Reed Richards. Patrick Stewart, which was amazing to get him in his wheelchair and everything. Um, <laughs> Patrick, oh, sorry, Professor Charles Xavier. Uh, in, the, in the in the yellow in the yellow floating one, it was and like the same suit and tie and everything. Like attention to detail when they had attention to detail. Bruce Campbell as Pizza Papa, that's his name. That's amazing. Uh, Ross Marquand, who plays the voice of Ultron, and I know that's notable because he also played Ultra Prime in What If, and he also played uh, Red Skull in Endgame, which is kind of cool. That Wait, still who, who was he in this? He plays the Ultron, bo- Ultron. Yeah, but who voices, was he in like this? Ultron bots. Yeah, he plays the Ultron bots. You know, when they're just coming in and bringing oh, Doctor oh, Strange as a prisoner, like, and any yeah, any like. Well, I think he's going to reprise, right? I think they're not done with Ultra Prime. If there's anything to go off, what's uh, what if, right? So I think they still have plans cool. for him, and I guess Red Skull too, right? Like he's a, a easy write-in, and shoutouts to uh, the one cameo that they had at the end of the movie. Clea playing by uh, Charlize Theron. So give it a whirl if you want. Um, Sam Raimi, directed by uh, Michael Waldron, written by... Again, I really want to see the director's cut of this because I'm sure I'm hoping that there's so much more crazy, scary horror shit that we didn't get to see. Um, And that's the the stuff that, for me, was the most interesting. Yeah, there's a bit, like, when when she comes crawling out of the mirrors all, like, the girl from the ring and like when yeah, she's chasing like, when her being wanda and when she's when she's chasing bringing those creatures her in the what is what's the gap land called the what land or when she goes to like uh mount wendigore and yeah, yeah. Gap, the gap universe all that stuff in the gap universe and stuff like all those things are cool um but i want darkness and uh shout outs to shumagorth or who they call yeah, that was Gar- the best Gandals. that was the best that was the best fight in the movie um, in my opinion was the fight against him? That was the most interesting. That was the, like, that was yeah. the funnest. Because it was cool. You know why? Because it was two different things fighting. It wasn't just magic and magic. Yeah. Or, and he was, was doing more power sets, right? Like he had giant fists. Yeah, he was pull, doing stuff. He was cutting things off and big fists and pulling out like Bruce and yeah, popping the Bro. eye. The eye pop was funny. It was like, I was like, oh, I, was, I didn't expect that. This is how you know this is not a great written movie. Bro, never go to your ex, the one that got away's wedding. Like that's just a bad recipe for everything. But yeah. What are you doing, Send a man? note. Like, present. Yourself. Yeah. Well, moving on. <laughs> but you were saying, do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to segue into the the comic I read, or do you want to segue into Thor: Love and Thunder? 
We can do both because there's kind of. Oh, sorry, not both. Uh, we can do Love and Thunder because then we can get. Because usually we do. Usually we do movie, movie, comic, comic, or comic, comic, movie, movie. I don't think we've ever done movie, comic, movie, comic before. This is a special episode, so, so we we could break the mold. But I'm not mad going into Thor. Uh, God World because there's a lot of similarities in the stuff that we were yeah. ranting. Yeah, that's the on. thing. We we could go any direction comfortably. We've we've talked about Thor. We've already kind of broke the mold. Let's let's we, let's go into Thor number we, four. We touched on Thor: Love and Thunder a little bit yesterday, but I was really trying to hold back. You kind of got a bunch of stuff out of me I didn't want to say, but um, yes. So let's do this right. Let me give you the casting for Thor number four, which is called Love and Thunder, directed by Tika Watiti. Um, written by Tikawa Titi. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Jennifer. Oh, I mean, there you go. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer Katen Robinson reprising their roles. Chris Hemsworth playing Thor Odin's son. I always appreciate that Odin's son was called Odin's son. Um, well, you, Portman, why? Actually, never mind. I keep going. You want, you want to pee me on some game? Go for it. No, why they called him Odin. Like, why he. He took the name Odin's son for a while after Jane became Thor in the comics out of respect for her now being the mighty Thor, right? Because in the comics, she could they couldn't he wasn't able to hold Milner anymore, and only she was. So she was right. she ended up becoming the mighty Thor, and he was just Odin's son. But Prince of Asgard. Anyways, Natalie Portman, the lovely, lovely Natalie Portman, reprises her role as Jane Foster, and now the new mighty Thor, Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher. Lovely, lovely Tessa Thompson is King Valkyrie oh, now. She stepped goodness, up. Goodness, she was so Tessa is very is lovely. It's I know and she, like she's lovely. She thought me to say very lovely. Almost MVP, but didn't get like anyway, we'll get into oh, it. So we'll, close. we'll get into it. Tika Watiti is Korg and also old Conan God. Um and also kind of a narrator, because Korg uh, kind of does all the voiceovers for each chapter of the movie. The lovely, lovely Jamie Alexander returns as Lady Sif. Yep. Uh, lovely. Chris Pratt comes back as uh, Peter Quill, Star Lord. Dave Bautista, Drax. Karen Gillian as Nebula. Porn. Lovely. Oh, Palm. <laughs> Palm. Clementif. Lovely. Definitely didn't say that right. Mantis. Lovely, lovelies. She's from Montreal too. Hey, shout outs. Sean Gunn coming back as Craglin. Um, Vin Diesel, Groot. Bradley Cooper, Rocket. Um, Carly Reese as Meek. Um, sh- well, shout outs to Russell Crowe playing Zeus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, shout outs to Ben Falcone as the stage manager. Um, l- where is it? Uh, Matt Damon playing Loki. <laughs> Alyssa McCarthy playing. Was that Helena. Sam Neill? Odie? Odie? Sam Neill playing. It was, Odie. right? Yep. And who's the guy who played Thor? Uh, the younger Hemsworth, Luke Hemsworth. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize him. I was like, who's this guy? You see, this guy got his whole family in there. Yes. Because his son, his plays, son young plays young Thor, and then his daughter plays Gore's daughter. Which I can't find her name, but you can look it up. Um, yeah, it's something hyphenated Hemsworth. I will shout out uh, uh, Idris Alba. No, Idris Albus. Idris. Idris. I'm just going to say Idris playing Himdale. Because I don't have the name of it. There we go. And his son. Uh, Kieran L. Dyer playing Axel. Is that his real son? Uh, I don't think real son, but like, okay, okay, okay. I was, I was like, son. what? Okay, I, yeah, think, no. I think my son. I was like, the amount of people that got their children in this is, is it, wow. Tika, that's that's nepotism, Chris, man. Natalie, and Bill all got their kids in this movie. Congrats really? to you. Yes, Natalie Portman and Christian Bale got their kids in this. Yes, that's funny. 
and Tika. Tiki. Tiko. Nepotism. Krog. Nepotism. I mean, the, the MCU of nepotism. That's what if, this is. If you're on your fourth like movie, the least you can do is get your kids jobs. Is this for Solo? He's been in like eight movies. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Hemsworth, I mean, he's he's got eight. And he's got eight looks belt, right? the best that he's ever looked. Oh man, he's cut. Whoo-wee. He's been putting in the work. I'm not gay, but you know what I mean. So you're gay, um, and I think <laughs> I think I'm not gonna say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna just, I'm I mean, gonna you, dig you, holes deep first of all, you de- you definitely show up to the gods orgy. We'll just say that. Oh, absolutely. Okay, there you go. So that's I would, I would, I'd be avoiding the sausage, but I mean, it's an orgy. So how do you think? I mean, with Zeus, Zeus, it, Zeus used to turn into animals and fuck anything. So I don't know how you avoid the sausage, but there's. An I would say that I would try to avoid the sausage, but I mean, it's an orgy, so it is what it is. You know, I'm just gonna let that one sit for the people that are listening. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I did have a point. Oh, I think he's actually bulking up for his role as Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan, when that uh, biopic oh, eventually comes out. That's right. He's playing. Because dude's gonna need 24 inch pythons, but that's beside the point. Let's get into four number four. Didn't say that right. Thor number four, God and Thunder. The first, the first character to get four movies for it himself. The next one will be uh, Captain America. But it's they're changing for the himself, lead, yeah. so so congrats. Which is funny because it, it in we always say the first few years of the MCU, this is the last character you think we get four in a row. Yeah, no, like his first two are not hard, but like mm. it didn't look like they were following through with this guy. And then they were like too faithful, and then the third one kind of blew the lid open, and well, then that- this one went. This one went full. Full, you know, Tropic Thunder talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is went full. That, that way, is so the like, perfect reference for this movie. I'm glad you yeah. said it. Oh my gosh, this is full Tropic Thunder. Yeah, they went too far. Ragnarok was perfect, and then Tiger just went way too far. I think well, they like this. this one. I, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't mind it, but I have general biases to Thor, Tika, and Guardians. Tiki, Tika. Tuko. I'm never gonna say his name. Yeah, and they they couldn't get rid of the guardians. They, I, I just call him Taika. I don't know if that's right or not, but yeah, I think you Taika style. Just think of Taika style. It's Taika. I'm gonna call him Corgi. But like I was saying, they couldn't they couldn't get rid of the guardians fast enough. Like there was like the first like okay we ah, it's so it's so hard to say this, but I wish there was more to this movie. Like I wish it was. I, this is the rare time I actually wish it was a little longer. Because it, everything was just so rush, rush, rush. Like, I wouldn't call this an end then movie. I wouldn't. Because it's not no, too crazy. I don't think it's just, there's a story. I don't think it's end then, but it's just, there's a lot going on. Um, and they're really trying to pivot into the Thor thing. So, but they have to get rid of the Guardians because that's how they left off from Endgame. So it's like, all right, so now we got to spend, you know, 25 minutes to, to get rid of the Guardians. And then, but we're also going to be silly. And then we're going to keep being silly and everything that we try to, that's kind of serious. We're going to undercut with silliness, but then halfway through the movie, it's like, okay, now we can actually do our serious thing after this. And it doesn't, by that point, I don't care anymore. I mean, like, you're saying a lot of end ends in there. So yeah, no, well, that's just me. I don't think it's an end that movie because it does make it, it fits, but I'm trying to talk about gore. I'll be honest. 
yeah, you 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 trying not to get there. Uh, I'm to your point, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you could have easily done what they needed to do in a montage, and then just given us exactly. like a scene between um, Hemsworth and Pratt of just like, hey man, look for your family, and the amazing trailer scene of like, look at me. Yeah. Um, but then you don't get all those cute like little moments where like he uproots Stormbreaker, like he stops meditating and he flies off like a witch. Which doesn't make sense, but made me laugh. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like it's like all right, like but which which is fine on its own. But then on the other things, like the, every time they try and do a speech, they just make it stupid. And then yeah, he's the, more of a fish out of water, even though he I should have know, more man. of a sense of who he is and what he's doing. And exactly. then he gave it's crazy like, Jean Claude Van Damme kick, which was like ah, uh, cool, funny, <sighs> but like. If this if this is just the first act, cool. But then it kind of, I I guess it's just the first act because the goofiness. But but, but then it was like, up. yeah, it, does, it the goofiness does it does kind of it does kind of um, fall to the side. But they try and get as much as they can in the first like forty five minutes. Like they really push it. The 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 one thing that did make me laugh was the jealous hammer thing. But yes. then they ran that joke into the ground, and I'm like, like stop, like. Why you do it like the first time when he's like he's like come to daddy come yeah, to daddy um, and then all of a sudden Stormbreaker shows up that, I mean that legit was funny and then they did they just did the same joke ten minutes later and they did it again on the shit and I was like well didn't they just open up more questions than answers like Damn is it. is Stormbreaker sentient like Stormbreaker yeah, can feel that too right yeah it, like is is Majorian no one can say it probably uh you say Jillian Jillian. Like there's a connection, See, and that's, and that's why if you did it the one time, if you just did it the one time, that's kind of funny because it's like, all right, so they're not really sentient. It was just coming because he was calling the one hammer, but we can misconstrue right. it as some sort of jealousy. And they did it again. It's like, okay, so I guess these things are alive then. And then they did it again. And then like, and then the way it went to, way Milner went to Jane, it was like, oh, keep an eye on her. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it like just I, didn't I was like, ah, uh, it was, but she didn't earn it. Is what I'm uh, saying. Like in the in the book, she earns it. Yeah, well, we'll get there when we get there. Um, Anyways, I don't, I don't mind how they kind of like retcon how uh, he wanted Mjolnir to uh, take care of Jane and just whisper to her like, "Watch out for this girl." And then we get kind of this like a montage of their relationship and how it doesn't work out. I was like, "Cool," but this is the weirdest. Um, Actually, that, that montage was entertaining. I'm so uh, let me just say that right now. I enjoyed that that little I, so montage. Did I, like, and that's what I wanted. That was, I kinda, that was that was that was good. I kind of liked all the rom-com kind of stuff. And that wasn't even rom-com. That's just like, here's what's been going on with these guys. Because she got over him because she had to. And he didn't really get over her. But did anyway. Because you get that early montage. Actually, there's a few montages in this movie. which Yeah. And because because we never really found out what happened with them. No. Because in, was it Age of Ultron? It was like, yeah, she's just not here. Or whatever. It was one of those. Like, yeah, she's just doing this. So it was kind of cool that they filled that in with like, a bit of a rom com thing that was. I didn't mind that that scene there. And again, I'm I'm. I'd love to see the scene where like she actually transforms into Mighty Thor, but I'm not mad with how they revealed her because she gets maybe the best reveal. Like he finally returns back to New Asgard, um, which is now a tourist destination. Um, uh, Gore's attacking with his spider monsters. He hears Mjolnir. He calls to it. Yeah. Like it, it blasts yeah. through like a spider monster or whatever. And he's like, yes. And then it pulls back. And then you slowly follow the hammer. goes to her hand. And then you get the like spot on with the costume. Like she looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Gun yeah. shows for days. They didn't and hold back like, on that one, which is really cool. Which is amazing, right? So 
there's there's good stuff in here, but then there's weird stuff, right? Like yelling goats, tooth grinder, and tooth nasher. Oh yeah, this the screaming goat. Like how annoying! Like, how fast does it get annoying? Like it was like immediately, uh, immediately. Yeah. It was like, oh no, they're just gonna keep this going on. And, and I get, they did. And, and I get this is a nod to actual Thor comics, but you can't have comic relief on top of comic relief on top of comic relief on top of comic relief because who's your serious character? Jane. Yeah. And then she was being silly with the catchphrase and stuff too. Like I guess she was having, she was having fun. Like she was trying to enjoy herself. So I, that's how I kind of took it. But it was just like you said, it was just like. But those come off cute, right? Like that's all she's trying to. Like Korg is too much, and I think we both yes. agreed he should have actually died. Yes, um, yes. King so Jane, to be honest, with you. like they should have just like. Well, I know Jane she's did, technically dead, Jane, but Jane did die. But then the Valhalla thing had me rolling my eyes. I was like, okay, I mean, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if Lady Sith actually died on the battlefield, so she could go to Valhalla. But yes. they made it a funny joke. They made a, she was yeah, that, to help, and I was like, uh, oh, nice. so maybe your arm went to Valhalla. And I would have again if you're gonna pay it off, show just the limp arm <laughs> when they go yeah. to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you're right. I'd be like, yeah. that, that's hilarious. That's a good call. And that would that would make the joke worth it. But it's I don't know. It was like it like this big serious thing. The gods are being, and then like. And then she's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Valhalla." He's like, "Oh, actually, you can't." So maybe, yeah, that that lady. There is a. I forgot about that scene. That annoyed me too. I was like, "Man, like I just." Here's the thing: is like I understand that these Marvel movies are leaning way. Like Guardians of the Galaxy changed everything, right? The first movie, because James Gunn's tone set the tone for the rest of the of the universe, and now everybody's trying to copy that. And I don't really like that because you want movies to have their own identity the winter soldier is still one of my favorite mcu movies and it wasn't funny at all there were some funny parts but it was its own tone right and i appreciate that and that's what they should do they shouldn't make everything completely goofy and silly because then it's just all the same stuff because they all run they all work the same anyways at the end of the movie just like in every marvel movie somebody comes to help the hero save the day like can't this Credit. is part of why, yeah. Can't they just do it themselves? Like, this is why I, I I hold Homecoming in such high regard too, is because he did it himself. Yeah, he he had help at the beginning, and then Spider Man, and then lost took, it. Took training wheels off. Yeah, yeah and then off. lost it, and then he had to fight Vulture by himself, and he I, didn't get any help. Right. I think what did them in was how successful Infinity War and Endgame was, and again, Infinity War is one of their darkest movies. But yes. what an undertasking to assemble all these characters and kind of make it sen- make sense, as much sense as possible. But you've now proven that, okay, we like these little spinoffs with different groups of people, but it's not as special now if every movie has a spinoff with all these groups of people. And then you have to introduce all these other groups of people. It's just like, um, you're really burning the candle on both ends real fast. Yeah, that's exactly it, and that's and it's it's funny because we watch the TV shows too, and it's like Moonlight. Moonlight just happened. We'll talk about that another time. But part of what was refreshing about that is that it was contained, and it wasn't goofy, right? Maybe I don't know if that's the role here. If if that's the idea, is like the, the TV shows aren't going to be as goofy, but the movies are all going to be goofy. Like that's only keeping yourself to two tones. Mm, not, but how easy would have been? Good. To film like a 30 minute special between Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor and be like, okay, we're just releasing this as a prelude before the movie and then just give me a Thor movie. Because yeah, you're Marvel, the Marvel one shots. Yeah. When was the last time we got a Marvel one shot? 2014? Just give, give me what you want to get done here with this whole Guardians passing on and him doing his training workout and then just give me a Thor movie. Because he has more than enough characters and more enough uh, mythos that i can follow with but you gave me 45 minutes of like oops i broke this and i'm hanging out with these guys but they don't i don't really hang out with these guys and it's like all right cool 
I enjoyed it, but doesn't help serve the movie because now we have to fast gun everything else. And which, we're already which, not talking about one of the most pivotal points of this movie. Yeah, and you, like the whole thing when you're saying fast tracking brings it up perfectly a why this was such a bad movie for Gore because this movie, he's a fantastic character. And in one of our very first episodes of this podcast, he was one of the, f- f- we each chose five villains as to who to show up as in these movies. Yeah, he was like, he was like my number two or something. My number, I can't remember. He was high up in the list and I was excited to see him. And then they get Christian Bale to play him. Amazing. And, and all due respect, Christian Bale did a fantastic job with what he had. He was, he was excellent. With what, we, with what we've seen. Because numerous reports keep coming out that like he's filmed more creepy, more like sinister stuff. It just didn't make the cut or stuff. I've Jesus, and this movie so, was too short yeah. already. Like they just I, they they took all his scenes and pushed in this because this movie wasn't about the anything. This was about Jane and Thor, right? But they had that, such was, the, that was the heart. The the B storyline is maybe the most interesting, like because we, it opens with uh, gore. It opens yes. with gore and uh, love, right? I guess that's his daughter's name, or like a substitute for love character. Yeah, they, they call her the, yeah, love in this, I guess. But he's just like, hey, man, what happens if my prayers aren't answered to God? And he meets a God, and they're like, fuck you. We're not going to answer your prayers. And he's like, you, you, fuck you. Fuck yeah. me? Like, yeah. fuck you, right? And like, that's it. That's all I needed. Like, what happens if God's don't answer my prayers? Like, and then you have that whole existentialism and just that whole, like, crisis that people have, like, atheism of just like, what if I don't believe anymore? That's all you really needed for this movie as a plot point. So compare it to the comics, right? And I'm going to tell us, because we're going to do this comic. We have to cover the comic, the God Butcher comic, because I love that comic. And shout outs to um, Whip It. <laughs> Whip It for putting me on it. I never read Thor. And he's like, you got to read this. It's like, I don't know. It's Thor. He's like, you got to read this. Whip and I right. read it. And it was like, became one of my favorite runs. Right. Um, but in the comics, there's so much more buildup to not only his, when I say his, I mean Gore, not only his um change of of perspective but also how threat like he's scary in the comics he's terrifying because you don't see him for a long time so you have the the beginnings is that he has a whole family and he's like in 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 on a planet and there's a whole civilization don't don't give too much of it we're gonna do a whole episode on it but just talk about my point is the 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 build-up to his downfall is not just his daughter passing away which is traumatic enough no no doubt but it's like one family member passes and then another one passes and then another one passes. And this whole time he's begging, you know, praying to the gods and getting nothing in return. Right. Then in a twist of fate, a God ends up, he f- finds an injured God who's now begging him for help. And he's like, well, you didn't answer me, my prayers. Right. Why am I going to answer yours? Kills him right there. Takes the necro sword. Right. I'm trying. I'm trying to be as vague as possible because we will cover this, and and that's amazing. And now he's like, well, just that the felt fact, good, just that the felt fact good. That- and then he goes on and kills all these gods. And there's like, it shows you. We'll it sometimes we'll it shows him we'll killing them. Other times it doesn't. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll In get this there. movie, look how amped Coke is getting for it. We'll get oh there. my god, because I love it. It's such a good character. And this movie, I don't know. One guy dies off screen, and they make a joke out of it with Lady Sif thing, right? Like it's like, yeah, and then he, even, kill, he kills the one god, the first one. Right? Even the gods aren't really worried about it too. Like it's he's played yeah. off like a joke, and they don't care. He's just a joke, and it's like ah, oh, whatever. And then they, and then his his character is kind of is is basically like a, it's like a it's like a 
MCU all to the Joker. And I'm like, that's not what Gore is. He's not a, he's not playful. This guy's pissed off. He's not like, oh, I remember when I was at the... <laughs> I was like, no, that's not him. He's not like, he's not, he's, he's mad. He's not like. I don't know. He's not the Joker. It looked like he was trying to be the Joker in some scenes. Yeah, I was he's like, like I'm a not... little sinister and a little like even like Riddler, like kind of like menacing. That's the word. He's more menacing in this, and it's like. Uh... But they go in the comics would just come down, handle Kill. his business, and leave. leave. And like yeah. that would be it. And it's like, man, that's terrifying. And he met Thor just on circumstance because he was a god, and he actually Thor was the first one that beat him. So he's like, all right, well, that kind mm-hmm. of bonded his you know, bonded him with him and them together in that kind of sense, right? And this one is just kind of like a means to an end. And it's like, all right, well. And and to like show know. kids that you're not to be afraid of the boogeyman because then there's another, like well, I'll get into my whole kid rant at the end of this. But like, imagine this movie was just talking about the weapons because we already talked about Stormbreaker. We already talked about Mjolnir. Um, like we get the Necrosword. Like, no, like this is how Venom is created in the symbiotes and all that stuff, right? Like yeah. we covered yeah. that with yeah. with one of the amazing that you put me on, Silver Surfer Runs. Like the weapon doesn't get enough attention of like what this means to this universe, right? Yeah, like, and then it's just there and it just breaks, <laughs> and then you know, and then it gets absorbed by Mjolnir and then like destroyed Smash. and then shattered and then that's it. It's like, like this is what creates Venom. Like this, like you can connect all these pieces if you really want to. You don't have to, but you brought it up, so it's weird. And then we do all this. Like here's where it lost me because again, Russell Crowe playing Zeus, funny, sure, but like they go to gods, they go to. What's the place here? I wrote it down. Uh, they go to Omnipotent City to go find the gods and get help. And then, like, that turns into just, like, a jokey joke scene. I was like, I thought we got past the jokes, right? Like, we nope. know who the big bad is. And dude's just talking about orgies and playing with a thunderbolt. And it's like, uh, no. Yeah. Like, that's where, like, I got lost in the movie. I was like, so they're battling for a thunderbolt. You essentially kill Zeus, but don't really kill Zeus because that's an after credit. Like you manage to get out of there pretty fast. Like these are all gods, and they all yeah. get like reduced to like, oh no, like if we're not fucking, we can't do shit. Like, huh? Yeah, yeah. there's and celestials nobody... in this, man. Yeah, and nobody cares that they fights with Zeus anyway. So like, uh, whatever. Well, he's hot, yeah, but but he's like, he's like, he's <laughs> he's like so bold. Yeah, he's hot. He's got a big wiener, but he's he's like, <laughs> you know, Zeus is like everybody seems to love Zeus, but once he dies, they're all like, eh. Let's, let's, so the or, so the orgy's still on. It's like uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is this a kid for movie? Is this a movie for kids or no? Because you don't let in all this like dark, cool stuff that you could have got from gore, but you can talk about orgies for a long time and then show See, that all all these all these soldiers can get uh, cut down with blood, but you just make the blood orange or like gold. Because like that battle scene is kind of cool, like when uh, Valkyrie and Mighty Thor Jane go to like save Thor before um, the goats come yep. in and save the day. But like you know, huh? But you're right like, though, because because when you when you talk about the jokes, like who is this geared towards? Because the humor is so, I'm just gonna say it, it's so stupid and lame that it's like okay, this is geared for kids. Like it's dumb humor, right? But then they're talking about orgies and they're saying shit, 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 this and shit that, and it's like I don't want my kids let's put no, my kids. They're, they're mad young, right? But but it's like. How do you explain so one is geared? Yeah, like, right? the more I watch it, the more I was like, this is really geared to like super, super immature grownups. And it's like, well, like so I'm like, pretty immature, but I like, so like two a... guys that make a podcast about comic yes. books and comic books. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's like I don't know. 
it just I don't know. Maybe it made me feel almost uncomfortable. I was like, I don't. Am I supposed but, to laugh at this? But that just reminded me how much of a tightrope that James Gunn walks because while it's still goofy, he still keeps it as like R rated. So you know, like I I've never been confused about who a James Gunn movie is aimed for. And as much as people like Guardians, there's enough adult humor in there that like it's either peppered in or like you understand the adult humor that you never think a kid walking into this um will get confused even though like yeah. that's popular across the board it's a very fine line to do and we thought or dare i say the suicide squad i enjoy that i don't remember, talk I don't remember jo- yeah i don't remember jokes undercutting that one was weird but, but I that was remember... r-rated that he was specifically looking mm-hmm. for a demographic like if kids say... get in to see this fine but like that's not who i was aiming this for I was just going to say, I'd let my kids watch Guardians, but I wouldn't want them to watch The Suicide Squad without even knowing the ratings, just, just based on what... And that's the same dude, right? And so it's like, all right, well, it's so one weird. is definitely geared towards it. Because, I mean, in in, Su- in The Suicide Squad, um, John Cena's character was still menacing. I took him seriously. But I didn't take a lot of this stuff seriously because it was just all like... Well, they undercut themselves, right? Know. Yeah, and it, and constantly, constantly. It doesn't make sense from what Tika just finished doing with Ragnarok because he managed to do what the impossible right and i don't know if it's just change of um directions in in terms of like you you never not took sorry i'll say that better like you always took helena serious like she was always a threat to everything that was going on and the fact that maybe i don't know the family dynamic played up more she was never played she was never played as a joke yeah you're right but like gore was never treated as a serious threat like he was always like oh it was it was always the third thing on Thor's list. He's like, oh, I got to worry about Jane. I got to worry about my hammer, I guess. And then I got to worry about like these kids. These kids. Where are these kids? Because yeah, even yeah. he attempts like there's that whole scene where there's the, they're doing the town hall and then he flies out to go find them, but like Stormbreaker doesn't work, so he crashes back down, and that's played for laughs. But like, I'm supposed to care about where these children are, right? So if we didn't have <laughs> exactly. if we didn't have Heimdall's son, like these kids are lost, right? Like if we don't have that MacGuffin, if we don't have this child who knows kind of knows how to play with his powers, how are they going to find like these kids are dead? And this is supposed to be the best trap for Gore. When like if I was Gore, I would just be going straight to Omnipotent City and like I'd go show up at the the orgy and kill like half these guys that were fucking. Yeah, like in the comics, <laughs> you know. There was no orgy in there, but it, my my point is like it was way more direct. It wasn't like I'm gonna lure them into this dimension, and then you know there's no color here, and it's like oh, shut up. Um, this, this movie had the the best cheat code possible with the amount of Guns and Roses music that they paid to put in it. Um, oh every God. time I heard it, I was just like, um, like how do you not enjoy it? But like, that's not what your comic book movie is supposed to be. Like, you can't just keep playing for a sweet child of mine and everything works different out. parts too like they, they played the back end part when the kids yep. are fighting and which was i know that was a cool scene when he lights up all the kids weapons and they like that was funny to me because it was kind of contained but but a question of the with the do we, do we sure but do we fully understand thor's powers now he can give off his, exactly his, he can do that temporarily and i enjoyed like he like there's an overhead shot where it's a tree that like branches out to all the kids i was like okay cool and that, that for me was what I wanted to tell you. Like it looks like they're prepping for the next generation. Like here's oh, the absolutely. here's the uh exact moment where they're like, Okay, this is the branch. this is the root, here are the branches. We'll empower these kids. You can fight the boogie monster, he's not as scared as you need to be, you can fight through the shadows. 
but then you you shoehorn in eternity and the realm of eternity and like that's a big thing mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it gets very serious and it's like oh all right and now you just and then it's like in a weird twist you can see how like gore was never really that angry because yeah. he just gives his daughter away so like gore was never really that evil it was the thor the entire time it was just oh he's just corrupted it's like well that's not even you just did that with wanda like it's not even interesting like the corruption thing like that's such a like you like to say that's such a cheat code like it's like okay they can do all this bad stuff but it was just because it was you know it was magic it's like well, (laughs) (laughs) magic's ruined the past three movies now okay it was used as like a deus ex in in Spider-Man No Way Home, they just whoop, Matt, there you go. Everybody's everything's good because of magic, except for him. And then, he's he's gonna suffer, but everyone yeah. else, is fine. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is fine. It's just done. Well, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, what a waste Doctor, of time. Doctor Strange. Uh, well, uh, Scarlet Witch sees her kids and they're scared of her. It's like, oh, what have I done? Can't but fuck up this it's okay. She, she she can slaughter all these people, but it was just because she was under magic. So right? yeah, and, so like, uh, and now again, yeah, oh, this. The sword is magic, so this is really just a stepping stone to get a young Thor into the young Avengers. Yeah, well, like, well I gotta die, but like, say my daughter, and like, Jane's like, okay, yeah, like, he's gonna take care of you. It's like, well, I thought you hated, I thought you hated all the gods. You're just gonna give your kid away to one. After you want, like, re- this... you, want re- you want redemption, but not this fast, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. It's just such a what a waste of character, man, but it just and, like and a waste of Christian Bale. Painting themselves in such a again, I want to see the director's cut because I know there's so much left on the cutting room floor, especially of what we know about Christian Bale, what we read about reports, what we read about what's been filmed. There's like a sinister, darker version of this movie and his character, and I think he gets to do more with it, which I think would fit. But I don't know. They really had to keep this under what two hours. I don't know why they did that. Because everyone's complaining about this shit being longer than two hours. I don't mind. I don't mind two and a half if you got something to say. Uh, three is a little is pushing it, unless it's like an Avengers movie for sure. But you take out. You didn't need. You didn't need Jane in this movie. You didn't need the gods. You didn't need you to didn't go to need Zeus. the god. Like you know, it it could have just been like. I'm not mad at Jane. Are... I'm happy with like and like we're undercutting yeah. the things that we appointed. Like Chris Hemsworth for what he had to do and what he was doing with, he was great. Like he completely yeah, understands who Thor is based in this world. I thought Jane did so much with so little given like she's got to deal with a lot right like yeah in this version uh mjernir is curing and killing her at the same time so she's constantly that's interesting yeah that was interesting to us yes where like do i live the best version of myself knowing that's gonna kill me faster or like do i try and keep going through chemo like all that shit was great and then what we didn't get enough of was king valkyrie who has to live this life as like bureaucracy who she doesn't want to do this like she's a fucking warrior and she stuck doing the day to day shit, and she hated that. And like, I was like, "This is interesting. Give me some more of this stuff." Yeah, and Tessa looked like she was having so much fun too. Like, I, man, I I love that woman. I well, guess, how does yeah, this cast not have fun, right? Like, this yeah. this is probably one of the funnest sets to Na- work on. Natalie Portman gave me the gave me the idea. Like, she did good, but some of the scenes gave me the idea that she was just doing this for her kids. <laughs> she, well, you know what I mean? Like, she give them those say cards, right? Which which I respect because I do the same thing. I do some silly stuff. I I you know I'd run. I do an episode of Blues Clues for my kids, but you know. So I kind of got that vibe from her for a bit, but near the end of the movie, like you hashtag tell she Coke for Blues Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Coke Clues. <laughs> 
Um, uh, there was something else I wanted to say, and I and then Korg got it. Korg voiceovers to like introduce the beginning story, the middle story, and the ending story, like the prologue. Yeah, I didn't need it as much. I didn't no. need as much Korg as I got, and it sucks because he was one of the highlights in Ragnarok, and now he's yeah, just we love over, him in Ragnarok overdone. Yeah. and I don't he needs like to, he feeling needs to go. overdone. And the fact that I'm gonna go back to the gods thing, like you, you made it seem like this was a whole plot point that we needed to get more gods because Thor is super happy to assemble Ra and um, Zeus, and like he's rolling off all these gods that he can get, and he doesn't get any. So like, what's the point yeah. of the scene? Like, you didn't need them in the first place, right? Like, if if you learned anything from the previous movie, it's like, yo, I'm the god of thunder, and then that whole like Zeus is the god of lightning, god of thunder, and it's basically the same power set. That's a whole other. I can't understand that well the, the point of that scene was the point of that scene was to set up from future stuff that's that's what's the problem that we're getting to now the whole point of that scene was for him to attack zeus and then piss zeus off and then for zeus to send hercules after him because we're going to get some sort of avengers versus mount olympus type thing you know what i mean it's going to be something like that remember when after credits used to do that and the movie yeah. used to just give me uh a script and a story and then yeah. beginning to end it's, that's gone now man we're not doing that anymore no so, and maybe it's been gone for a long time we're just kind of you know we're too we're really noticing it because we're so in love because i'm like man the blinders are coming off with this phase four i'm just like this is not my favorite thing in phase four is still hawkeye <laughs> you know like uh, we're not we're not even done it yet this is the long, this, done it. Yeah. this is the longest phase this is like a two and a half year phase and they just keep throwing things in. I was like, how are you guys going to tie up all these loose ends? Well, did you hear that uh, Daredevil and Kingpin are coming back for the Echo series? That's Phase 5, though. I don't think so. Oh, when does Phase yeah. 4 end? Isn't it? They usually end with the Avenger movies, right? So there hasn't. There's So when does Phase 4 end? I think this is going to go on. I think Phase 4 is going to be just gonna be one disastrously <laughs> long phase. <laughs> like, wouldn't, wouldn't Ant-Man be the lead into? Phase four, like okay, this is where Kang and Kang is going to be the true villain for everyone, and then boom. yes, yeah. So what's this? Then this is just in the meantime. Let's set up other stuff. I Pretty hope much, Black no. Panther's not going to be that because that's. Oh. We'll get there when we get there. Um, what do you give this? Because I guess we're doing booms and boss since we did booms and boss for. A well, we didn't. Strange. We we usually bottle cap movies, right? But we're not doing it. this. Is a different episode. Oh, I give this. I give this. I give this a bah. I'm still giving it a boom. Uh, I got Hercules. I got Hercules, bro. Yeah, but it's the guy from Ted Lasso. <laughs> that's why it's like, amazing. That's why it's so amazing. I, I, saw wrong him, I, was, casting. Like, I was like, I was like this guy, wow. <laughs> in the role right. that Gerard Butler was born to play, you casted Ted Lasso, soccer player. It's amazing. Can we get justice for Jerry? <laughs> like, when, when is Jerry? Jim. If he's not Greg Gargoyle now, like, uh, they got to have, like, yeah, but justice they're not even justice if, for Jerry. So now we need to do uh, Greg Gargoyle in Secret Wars. Like we have to start that rumor now, so they can jump on this. Um, like he's not. They're not letting him be Craven. They're not letting him be Hercules. If he's not, if they cast Greg Gargoyle as something like honestly, he would have been better Zeus than I got from Russell Crowe. Yeah, that's Zeus. He was funny though. I, I I don't know. That was a sure, but stick that in the beginning because by this point I'm taking things seriously. And he's like, "Hey, the orgy," and I spin this lightning bolt, and I'm yeah. sold. No, no, no. Like, yeah. you, you, this is your fake Greek. Like, so, 
kind of racist no isn't the australian doing like a fake greek accent like wait, yeah, you... yes. it almost sounded <laughs> like italian it was, they were but it were, i guess because he well he's a, he's a he's from the mediterranean right and greek. listen like i'm no bodybuilder but like the guy could have just done arms right like they gave him the chest <laughs> plate, but you could see him saying and so like you you're, Zeus, you're king of gods bro the dude the, the one thing i did like about that character was when he actually got off the thing and and talked to thor like quietly like one always like listen man like I get it. Like he, he almost sounded like a like a politician with his head too far up his out his own sure. ass. It was like I know what you're saying, but like they can't know this. And that's why I like the after credit. The after credit right. where he's vengeful god, I was like, ooh, now I like Crow. Like give me angry yeah. Crow. Yeah, yeah, get him get him mad, not like this cocky. Yeah. And, I get and to send your son send your son? Like so wait, you're not even that powerful that you can't go get him down? You're sending your like firstborn son? There's a whole like God Jesus parallel that they're going on there. Um But again, you you for me you missed the mark with What's what's a world without gods? What's a world where I pray to gods and I don't need them? But that's not the title of the movie. It's Love and Thunder. So, you know. That's how it ends, with Love and Thunder. I was like, okay, so this had nothing to do with gore. No. You, you, could have you, used, just wanted, you just used him as a vessel to get Young Avengers. All right. Okay. And he would have been an amazing kind of Avengers assemble type of villain. Because, like, hey, yeah. man, I need all my friends. Because now it's like, shit's getting real. Yeah. We didn't but get they, they killed him off, so <laughs> that's well, that. <laughs> we don't even know. No, he could be in Valhalla. I don't know the rules there. I don't know if anyone's he's actually not, he's dead. He's not a Viking. He's not a Viking. Valhalla's for the Vikings. Only. So Jane's a Viking? Yeah. They just made her a Viking because reasons. Jane didn't even die on the battlefield. Nope. What? No, she not, didn't. Did she? No, no, she didn't. You're right. <laughs> they they broke right. their own rules well, within I, their own rules. Yeah. Yep. Nope. See? Wow. And you See? still give us a boom. <laughs> yes. Because I have to give something a boob. <laughs> I'm, what I will say is I'm not going to ask for any more things in movies. Because I asked for Illuminati, and I got that. And then I asked for gore, and then I get this. Oh, but I've been so asking I'm, for... Well, I've been saying the cheat code is you can give me all scrolls, so everything's going to be Invasion. Yeah, but Secret Invasion's coming up. We get Secret Wars, right? So, and it's going to be terrible. You're going to be like, <laughs> oh, man. We already got Young Avengers. I'm like, no, and there's too many kids now. And like, we can get Thunderbolts. I was like, oh, who are you going to put in this cast? Thunderbolts is going to be like here's here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid Thunderbolts is just going to be Avengers, but bad, and then Young Avengers is just going to be Avengers but young, which uh-huh. is what we like the same power sets, right? You got to differentiate. I'm a really upset bit. that we're not going to get Red Hulk, and I want Red Hulk, but there's no R.I.P. to what's dude's name? Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, what's his? I don't even know his real name. I just know that it's Thunderbolt Ross. So, like, I don't know where they're going to go with everything that they're trying to plan right now. Like, I keep reading that Nick Fury is filming Sam L. Jackson, like, four movies at the same time. And they all, have, they all have to do, like, with space. Like, there's two TV series and, then like, two movies that are playing. Like, they're just trying oh, to get... Oh, I remember what I wanted to talk about. I did want to talk one more thing about Gore. Wait, let me just his say... Appearance wait, 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 his appearance... Wait, wait, before you go. Sorry. I don't want to do that. But I just want to say rest in peace to General Thunderbolt Ross, played by... I mean, William Hurt. Yeah, oh man, how did I forget that? It's a good name. It's an easy you were name saying to remember. About, you are saying about Gore. One thing about Gore that I didn't want to talk about was the appearance. Now, the first time I, he does not look like Gore in the comics whatsoever. The, 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 there are reasons behind all of that. I, I actually I learned. One, uh, Christian Bale came off of a movie where he had to be thin. I think it's probably that Amsterdam movie. Yeah, he gets where he had to be thin, so he didn't yeah. he didn't have time to bulk up. 
So they went, all right, because Thor's pretty, Gore's pretty, um, pretty, Blanky. he's not yeah. bulky, but he's cut. So they're like, all right, we'll, we'll just, we'll just work with what we have. We'll just, we'll kind of make you less physically intimidating and more of a power set intimidating, right? Which is why, you know, all the shadow people and stuff. All right. Okay. So, you know, that, whatever that works. Then he's supposed to, you've seen pictures of him, right? So yeah. he's supposed to have the, the no nose and then the long things on his head. Yeah. Like so, tentacles. yeah. So Taika was apparently worried tentacles. that. That that they would he would draw comparisons to um what's the guy from Harry Potter? He who should not be named. Yeah, Voldemort. Voldemort. So he goes, all right. Well, if we do the no nose thing, it's he's gonna look like that, except with things on his head. So he's like, let's not do that. But then when you just have the things on your head, now you look like a Twilight from Star Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's kind of yeah. like, all right. Well, we can't do those either. So what we'll do is we'll just make him pale white with some body paint over his eyes. So that's why he looks so different. Yeah. That I'm okay with. Like, I don't mind how he looks. It was just, he looked kind of, the first time I saw him, I was like, who the, who the hell is that? Well, you know, you're going to get comparisons to everything, right? You know who he yeah. looks like? He looks like the vampires from Blade 2. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that didn't happen was his jaw didn't open. So like... But it, it, but yeah. So I wish they had just gone. I wish they had just gone full comic. And if they see, if people want to call him Voldemort, whatever, do some face paint on him so he doesn't look quite like him. But you can do that face. Yeah, it's not a hard face to do. You can do that. But but everyone so like this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and uh, Ugly Sonic effect. <laughs> I hope we do that movie because Ugly Sonic's hilarious. That the internet will now reject what you give them at first glance that forces you and kind of peer pressures you into making changes. So he was just kind of like, I don't want to go through that stuff, but you'll yeah. never know. We'll never know. I'd love to see screen testing. Cause I don't think it's ever as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Well, look at it. Remember apocalypse when they did yeah. the X movie, like his, oh. his original look was like great. And they changed him to look like Ivan news. And I was like, well, well <laughs> why did you do that? I don't same with Thanos. So maybe the people have too much power at this point. Because they're yeah. just calling shots to like, I don't like this, change this. <laughs> like, fine. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe like, yeah, maybe 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 this movie is too Taika. Huh? Well, that. It's in the past now. Comic books. Who wants to go first? This is Should our I show proceed? and tell. This is our show and tell section. We both watch the movies so we can both talk about them, but only one of us read each of these books. So we do a little show and tell. Yes, I'm going to go first because I enjoyed The Mighty Thor. Um, first five arcs, 2016, written by Jason Aaron. Well, first artist. five issues. First five issues, thank you. Uh, one amazing arc. Uh, first five like arcs is like 20 issues. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read that much. Uh, although this is kind of a story that I would stay with. So like, I really appreciate J- Jason Aaron's writing and everything that he included. And I keep cutting off that the artist was Russell Donterman, which is an amazing last name. This is exactly pulled from the movie or sorry the movie pulled from this but they don't Mm -hmm. really pull punches right it opens with jane foster in chemo and it's already kind of established from a previous arc i guess when thor goes missing that mjolnir has transferred her into the god of thunder so there's no thor in these first few books and she is now taking up the mantle okay so what pause what does happen is there's a I think it's a crossover event, but anyways, regardless, is Nick Fury whispers something into um, Thor's ear during what? Arc, what? There's not crossover. What was that one? 
Is it? That's not uh, the, the second Civil War. The Sin. What oh, original Sin. Ooh, original, original Sin. Yes, he whispers. Um, he whispers. Well, the, so you don't who know was right? Oh, it was like it, it, yeah, Gore was right. Oh man. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a big tie in there. So yeah. th- that for years nobody knew what he whispered. For years it was just he whispered something into Thor's ear, and then he was no longer able to wield. The, the hammer, and, yeah, he lost his word and Milner found it somewhere, and then all of a sudden, this other Thor shows up with Milner. So anyway, so go ahead. That's I just wanted to get that's the that's the beginning. So Thor goes into hiding, and that was a whole arc too, right? Like for a long time, we didn't even know who the new Mighty Thor was, right? Right, right. It had to yeah. be revealed that it was Jane, and amazing yeah. reveal that like yeah, I'm battling cancer. This is hard for me, but in my my night job, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Mighty Thor. So like, it opens with her doing her chemo with a uh, Volstagg, kind of like her. I guess like best friend kind of thing, or just like walking you through what it's like to be a Norse God at this point. Um, And all of a sudden through the news, like you just see all these white elves getting crashed down on the TV because they, they cut to like a space station where like in space, they do the weather now for whatever reason. And she just clicks in. She's like, I got to go. Apparently there's this. So we get a, make, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Malekith. Malekith the accuser. Oh, accursed. My bad. Um, (laughs) Another, so like, for me, this was a great throwback because it includes basically all four Thors that I've watched. But the amount of tie-ins for characters through his mythology is amazing. There's a civil war going on right now. He's trying to take over uh, Elfheim and have all the dark elves lord over uh, the light elves. Um, Jane hops to it. There's references with Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Vision as they attempt to like clean up the mess. But she knows she has to go a little deeper. She goes to the council to talk to like all of uh, what was it? Um, uh, the council to see what's going on. Like basically the UN to see why nobody's stopping this dark elf from taking over. But gods being gods are just like we don't give a fuck about this shit. We have our own shit to do. Um, there's appearances from. Enchantress, uh, Heimdale. It's weird because Odin has his wife, Lady Frisia, in prison. He's putting her on treason. So, like, they got this weird, like, love hate relationship going on now. But Jane still uses her as a resource. So she talks to her all the time. And their scenes are really great because it's almost like Frisia understands how hard the role that she's taken up has to be. But, like, she understands that she's in such a weird place too. Like she's the queen <laughs> of uh, Asgard and she's behind prisons because her, like the all father is just on one of his, his fucking tantrums again. Yep. So you get that whole thing. Um, there's this cool fight scene between Kull Borson, which is the thunder God and Heimdall and uh, mighty Thor. Cause they're all trying to figure out like, they don't think she's worthy now. Like it's, they have their own civil war of de- deciding if she's a true Norse god, if she can, she has the right to take up the uh, the mantle and hold the hammer. Um, and Hamdel kind of like interferes and sends her to go help the elves. Then you get Loki out of nowhere. So like this, the first five issues, you get all these crazy appearances from all these people that you wouldn't expect. Um, Loki ends up joining the Dark Council. You get his father, which is the frost giant King Lofri. Um the first appearance of Thunder Guards in the second issue. There's like the War of the Witches, the Loki joins the Dark Council, and then you get the like this is the first time I've seen all the Loki's, so he does all the multiple versions of himself. Mm-hmm. 
So you get to see like Loki as a frost giant, Loki, young Loki, old Loki, um, the Hulk version of Loki. And like you get to see his mentality as he's talking to different versions of himself. So like there's a great psychology and just understanding how deep kind of his, I don't know if it's motivation, like how much like he just wants to be in it for himself. Even when he has multiple versions of himself that also undercut him, he's still like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'll do it right. And then you get a lady Loki to fight um, Mighty Thor Jane. So like that was a great like like six pages of them fighting off. Um, so the Civil War ends between the lights and the dark elves with a marriage of uh, what's his name Malakith. Malak. I'm gonna say Malakith. Um, yeah, that's fine. And it's only because Entrancis uh, basically brainwashes the queen of the elves to get married. And he ends up uh, killing her so he can just run over uh, Elmheim. But the real civil war happens when Jane returns back to Asgard. And you get this kind of battle between everyone that's who believes her to be the rightful owner of the hammer at this point, And kind of everyone that's on the old guard with Odin. Because they end up facing off, and like that's a great battle. So I won't ruin how it ends, because it's actually a good five issues, and you get a real, like Jane's a badass through all of this shit, right? Like you, you really understand how much she's going through with the chemo, but like walking into this role, because she has no idea what's going on, and she's kind of playing it by ear. But you get these little touch tones of like teachers along the way, right? So Volstagg's helping her out, Lady Sith kind of helps her out a little bit, Heimdall definitely helps her out, and then she's just a badass, right? Like I really mm-hmm. appreciate. How much they just flocked with like your they reversed Thor. Thor's usually the fish out of water when he comes to Midgard, but now she's a fish out of water when she comes to Asgard, and like she's just got to navigate this stuff. So like I really appreciated it, and like Loki, it, for me, it's one of the best character arcs for Loki because you think he's going one way, then he circumvents that, then he serves that, and then what he does at the end is so fucking sinister. Um, that you're like, damn, but you know, he never really believes that he's like he's all he's always like the forgotten stepchild. Yeah. Literal and figurative. So like he keeps using that as the chip for why he's always moving pieces on the board. Um I really enjoyed this read. I really liked what the movie took from this. And what did it say? What else did it take? So what what are the big it, things? All right, finish your thought. Well, they, they, it's the Jane character. Like, they really understood how chemo is really affecting her. The costume is really good. And, like, she's powerful. Like, there's a sense of confidence, even though she has no idea what she's doing, that she still believes, like, she's worthy. Like, you never get a sense of, like, she's um, hot or cold on what decision she needs to make. She just knows she's the one to do it. Anytime she needs advice, there's always someone there to kind of walk her along the way, whether it's uh, Lady uh, Frisia or Hemdile or... Even Volsteg, who's not really helpful, but, like, comic relief. But, like, tonally, they understand, like, this one's not about all laughs. This is as many characters as we can include to understand this is the world that you're now encapsulated in. And I never get a feel that, like, there's too many people added in. They they know how to handle the initial war with uh, Elfheim and kind of the dark elves and what's actually really going on, which is basically a struggle for who's going to run... Um, Asgard. So, like, I appreciate all that stuff. And a fact, like, a really, really cool read. 
Yeah, it's quick, right? This was yeah. the better one. It's funny because well, it's not funny, but it she actually debuted as Thor in a, a comic because this is 2016, right? Right. Yeah, she debuted in 2014. Uh, well, she debuted in What If, but then she also debuted in her own series in 2014. It was just called Thor, and it wasn't really the greatest read. It was still Jason Aaron, but it was kind of weird. I think this one was a better start. Even though this came two years later, I think this was a better starting point. Well, I don't know if in the 2014 they still had Thor, Odin's son, on the map. I don't remember that. I remember reading a couple, and I was like, this is not that great. But it was you didn't know who she was yet, right? Like, you didn't know. Like, even the reader didn't know who she was. But by this point, they remove him, and there's no other. Yeah. There's no one else, right? And she's got the hammer, and she's kind of doing a good job. Like, she's still learning. It's like a little bit of training day. She's still learning the ropes, but right? In in Norse god way, right? And there's frost yeah. giants all over this bad boy, and they're assholes, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, frost giants are funny. No, it's good. I enjoy this read. So, boom. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do that for the. We don't. We try and connect them to the movies, so it's yes. easy to see why Jane was included in Love and Thunder because she's so pivotal and coming out of Ragnarok and the broken hammer. Like, I think that was some of the coolest stuff we didn't talk about the movie. Like the fact that the pieces reassembled. Yeah. I was, I meant to, I meant to say that too. That actually made the hammer more interesting. Yes. Cause, cause she could throw it and it would shatter into different pieces and hit like 20 or 30 guys at once. And then could reassemble it. Cool. The fact that the hammer had not moved from where Helena destroyed it and they just found, they made new Asgard around it. So like there's a deleted scene where like Jane goes to the hammer and assembles and turns into Mighty Thor. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that when it releases to YouTube or whatever. I'm not mad it's not in this movie, but I could honestly, I think Loki would have been the proper choice for the Again, eh? Yeah. Where's he going? He's yeah. a mainstay now. And the yeah. fact that you keep splintering him to be like, we can have so many different Lokis, and you're talking about multiverses, who gives a fuck? Yeah, and we already know everything about him too, right? So it's not like you need to fill in a backstory for him. No, and you don't have to explain movie. shit. You're like, oh, here's another evil Loki. It makes more sense uh, coming sh- off of Doctor Strange yeah. as you opposed to sh- butchering God, right? Like, you can play up North God. You can play like you can actually go back to like Enchantress. Like, I don't know if we're gonna get a real Enchantress, um, but I'm just saying. Asgard was destroyed, so there's all of these characters that are now looking for homes. They're not all dead. A lot of them are coming back from blips, too. Like, you have this cheat code where people have just come back to Earth after five years being gone. How many of them were, like, villains for Thor? Yeah. But, you know. No, that's good. That's actually a good point. Sorry, I was just thinking about that. That's that's a good point if you just if you had Loki instead of Gore for this. And maybe you had Gore somewhere, like, just killing gods. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, gods are dying. In, in the background, there's, there's a looming yeah. threat. Like, that's your... Gods, your yeah. that, that's your after credits of like uh, there was this sword and now the sword is gone or like there's like there's you just like a thunder or someone reaches out to uh thor to be like hey like like that's where you get the lady sith scene of just like hey man like there's this dude out here that's fucking up gods and he's like what yeah. really how yeah, yeah. oh man that would have been so much better and so you just play better. with loki because the internet loves loki and you we can't tell if he's a hero or anti-villain or trapped in time but he's definitely gonna be a main, he's a mainstay with Kang. And if you're yeah. bringing Kang as the main, like keep Oh man, that's down. so true. That's double so down, true. Man. Double yeah. down. That's a I didn't even think of that. That's such a good idea. 
but then it's Loki again, right? People are gonna be it's Loki again. It's like, yeah, but you're right. Everybody yeah, loves Loki. It's, so. it's Thor again. It's yeah. It's who keeps coming back. It's Doctor Strange. It's Wanda it's, again. It's Korg for the eighth it's time. Korg again. Like, right and what you know, buddy. Lovely. And then you would have got more lovely, lovely Valkyrie. And then you have the um, the family dynamic, which is always amazing, which they keep playing up. But you have the parallels from Ragnarok, where he was battling his older sister. He finally double-crossed his brother. But his brother's like, hey, no, you're not going to get the last laugh here, buddy. My yeah, turn. that's that's good. That's true. That's good like that. So, But I digress. So for the Thor comic, you read a Jane Thor, a Jane Foster Thor, which was great, yeah, because we, you know, these movies have both had very central female characters, right? And so we talked about that. And for mine, I read one about not Doctor Strange, but about Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. It's from 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Not only that, but written and drawn by John Byrne. So it's one of those uh, writer and an artist in one that we love so much. Yeah, that's a that's a hard uh, undertasking to, to take. Yeah, it's called so the, the whole the whole arc. I mean, there's a, there's a couple different arcs in this, but the overarching arc is called Darker Than Scarlet, and it runs from Avengers West Coast number fifty one to fifty seven, and then sixty sixty one and sixty two. So we're talking ten issues. I read them all. Oh boy. <laughs> so, we have the West Coast Avengers. We have the Scarlet Witch, White Vision, Hank Pym with no suit, uh, Janet Van Dyne, his ex wife at the time, Wonder Man, US Agent, Iron Man pretending not to be Tony Stark, even though he is, and an android human torch from the 50s. Okay, that's the team. All right. So, it's, it's interesting how much this arc influenced or was borrowed like i never read this this art this certain art before i knew some of the things that had happened within it um but it's it's funny how much wandavision and uh multiverse borrowed from this arc because agatha is a big player in it and she's not really a villain she's just kind of there she's actually more like a mother figure to wanda and she's trying to you know, help. She's kind of she's she's being brutally honest because Wanda's got her kids. But every time they they realize that every time that uh, Wanda isn't focusing on them, they disappear. So Agatha's like, all right, when they're not central in your mind, they're gone, which makes you know they're not real. And that kind of that that sets her off right on her little. And plus, you had the White Vision already, right? And he and he's the White Vision with a different personality. Apparently, he's. To fulfill him into becoming the full vision, they want to copy Wonder Man's brainwaves and implant them into vision, and that'll they think that'll bring back the original vision. So that's where but this came from? That's the original yeah. idea of this? Because that's yeah. like, they keep using that trope of like, we gotta get Wonder Man into vision or vision into Wonder Man. Correct. Because she's in love yeah. with half of them. Yeah, because she had a thing with Wonder Man before. Right. And then Vision is kind of somewhat based on Wonder Man somehow and then yeah when he when he's disassembled because he breaks apart into pieces and they reassemble him as the white vision and he's different he's a different personality he's more cold he's more robotic 
that's because he doesn't have Wonder Man's personality. <laughs> so, but Wonder Man doesn't want to let them copy his brainwaves because he wants Wanda for himself. So it's like a love triangle thing. Huh. Anyways, I'll write down the the the, the um the point. I wrote down all these point notes. So I'm just going to jump through all of them. <laughs> Go for it. And it's kind of, it's going to be all over the place. It's going to be a little weird. So so Agatha reveals Wanda's kids disappear every time she's not thinking about them directly. Master Pony, Pandonium, Pandemonium shows up and he steals her children. And when when they use Agatha, so he steals her. Okay, <laughs> Mister Master Pandemonium steals her children because he's missing five parts. He's missing his soul. He made a deal with Mephisto when he was dying. Yes, Mephisto. and Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto. He's not really. Oh, yeah, no, he is in this. So in this arc, they fight so many villains, dude. There's so many. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Master Pandemonium takes Wanda's kids to use them as his arms. So he has <laughs> wait what he has she has children as his arms. So one is, his left arm is speedy and his other arm is wiccan. Why was this and not like, a movie? And they're like monstrous, monstrous things. Like he one of them he he tries to eat um Wonder Man's <laughs> face with one of them. It's it's pretty funny stuff. So he thinks that it's the villains in this are all playing each other, so it's really, really funny. So he thinks that the, the children are two parts of his lost soul because there's his soul split into five parts. Turns out the two, the, the two children are actually two, two of Mephisto's six parts. <laughs> so in order to, in order to reclaim his lost soul, pandemonium uses her children as his new arms, but wait, they were actually two of the six pieces of Mephisto who orchestrated everything. And in order to beat him, Wanda had to open her soul to Agatha when she did that, Agatha erased all memory of Tommy and Billy. Does that make sense? Uh, in theory, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> well, that's not, you didn't ask me if it's stupid or not. It was yeah, it, uh, yeah. So he, so Pandemonium thinks it's part of his five, part of his soul, but really, it's just part of Mephisto who tricked Pandemonium into kidnapping them so that he could get two pieces of his life force back but Agatha gets into Wanda's head and makes her forget she ever had kids so they come back into the real world and she's comatose and Wonder Man is like alright I'll tell you what since she's comatose I will let Hank Hank Pym, I will let you copy my brain patterns to make white vision back into normal vision because clearly she needs vision back and it's not right for me to kind of make this not happen but white vision refuses on the grounds that he'd just be a copy of what he was and then he goes off to join the east coast avengers <laughs> <laughs> look at him hanging, hanging to his morals yes yeah and then vapor and the ufos attack to try and kill wanda in her dull state then mole man attacks with his monsters and there's, there's so basically there's these there's these there's these characters of master pandemonium attacks and then vapor and the ufos attack and then mole man attacks they're like well you guys attacked us first and they're going what we never did and then what it is is magneto's watching and plotting but also being watched and plotted against <laughs> i'm still with you i'm still with you okay so magneto wants to plot so because he wants to get wanda alone right. so that he can kind of bring her back in the fold right his daughter this is 88 so he's she hasn't been gone yet. Yep. And he's plotting with some human, and this human is plotting against him. 
but we don't know why, and we still don't know who this guy is. Turns out that human is Loki. Hmm. And Loki groups up with a bunch of villains. Magneto, Loki, the Mandarin, Kingpin, Red Skull, the Wizard, and they try and beat the Avengers, but he fails. Why Kingpin? Kingpin, and he bounces too. It's it's pretty funny. He's the one that's like, why are you in this group? Yeah, why is he there? Yeah. He's there with the Mandarin, Red Skull, yeah. Loki. Yeah, he bounces. (laughs) He bounces quick. So he's like... They they have like a because what happens is the basis behind this is that Loki, um, is the first Avengers villain, right? So they form to beat him. This is the first time that he's come back since they beat him, and he wants to assemble his own force of villains that can that can beat the Avengers. But what happens is he Kingpin leaves because he's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with this Loki guy. So what happens is he ends up just kind of freezing the other villains because they they piss him off. Right. And then, and then the Avengers show up anyways, and they just fight Loki by themselves. <laughs> Wait, <the> other, <laughs> he, he freezes he freezes Red Skull Mandarin and the Wizard. Because <laughs> he gets mad at them. He, he's like he's lecturing them. And then Thor and the Avengers show up. Because this is now East this kind of crossing East Coast and West Coast now. They show up because they followed the trails of Wizard's magic because they had him locked up and he used a portal to get to where Loki was. So they followed that trail <laughs> and then fight Loki because he had he had put the other villains in stasis. They he had like frozen them because he was mad at them, right? And then they come out of stasis and like, well, we don't want to join this fight. Fuck this guy. So they all leave. So it's just the Avengers versus Loki, <laughs> and then they beat. Which and is. So they, what always happens, though. No? Yeah, so they beat him, but the other event, the other villains are just kind of in the wind. And then Magneto finally gets Wanda alone. This is all, meanwhile, right? And he he kind of breaks out of her comatose state and like unlocks her evil side. So she becomes she gets short hair and she's like, "I'm the Scarlet Witch now," and she's like super evil. And um, she ends up fighting U.S. agent. The Wasp and Wonder Man, and she like, it's funny because they blow up a house and Wonder Man dies, but then he's back in the next like the next page, and like, well, how did you get back? She's like, well, my 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 powers of probability mean that I he did die, but then I just replaced him with another version of him that didn't die in another probability, and so he never died, but he did. Huh. So that's that's they really lean into the whole probability of her powers here. And they dissect it. And it's kind of interesting, but it, it's a whole lot of jargon because there's a lot, you know, back in the eighties, there's a lot of uh, exposition, a lot. And then, so what happens? This caught me completely by surprise because she actually uh, jerks off Wonder Man after reviving him, like forcefully. <laughs> she she rapes him. So she she <laughs> apparently she. It's kind of hazy on whether she she jerked him off or she blew him. But apparently she was supposed to blow him, but then in the last minute, the artist put uh, her head in the last panel, like the back of her head, right. while he's still, so it looks just like she's jerking him, but it's like, it's a really weird... You want to he's... give a shout out to the writer uh, artist again? No, I don't. <laughs> no, it was weird. I was like, what am I reading? Because he's actually going, like, she's like ripping his clothes down on one hand. Because mm-hmm. she's coming on to him like, oh, you've always loved me. So why can't we just be a thing? And he's like, Wanda, no. 
No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we review this comic? This uh, this is amazingly. Yes, it's so long. (laughs) It's so unnecessarily long. And now I was like, I was so not expecting that. I was like, okay. So that just happened. <laughs> and then like Magneto walks in, he's like, Wanda, there's no reason to be so cruel. And then nobody talks about it. <laughs> it just kind of, it just, it just happened. And it was like, oh, what, 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 what is this? So meanwhile, all this is going on and Immortus is in the background. Every, every couple of issues, they show Immortus. And he's kind of keeping his eye on Scarlet Witch. And uh, he's they have him going through different timelines. Like he's going back into like meeting Queen Elizabeth. Uh, he's stopping John Wilkes Booth from killing um, the president. Things like that. What his whole thing is doing is that he's actually eliminating divergence. So just like in the Loki show with all the divergent um divergent timelines he's going through and erasing them to have just one true timeline okay so now you see how this what this one insane story connects to wandavision connects to loki connects to multiverse of madness right like how much they bore off on one storyline but he's going through and it turns out he masterminded everything so it's so all these villains that are attacking him attacking the Avengers because they think the Avengers attacked them. He kind of like set that all up and he, it turns out he had been plotting for years that this downfall of Wanda and he's basically been like quote unquote grooming her to like lose her mind so that she could become his unwilling slave queen. Hmm. And because she's a Nexus being, so she's just like America Chavez in, Multiverse of Madness is only one of her. And she exists across all universes. So he wants the one timeline to exist with and she he wants her help to do that. So he's masterminded this thing for years for just for that. Hmm. Do you think that's something that they'll bring into the MCU? Well, they've already kind of touched on that. I, I wonder. I'm well, thinking it's, it's not going to be Agatha pulling all this. No, it's not Agatha. And then, and then he kind of. I skipped kinda, over. Uh, sorry, I skipped. Kind of. Sorry, let me just get this one thought out. Agatha's yeah. kind of useless based on one division. No. Yes. She just explains the Darkhold book, and that's basically it. Yeah, she's a a really Great big actress, part of this. Terrible for one division. I just need to get that out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. And she's a really big part of this because she kind of she's the one who discovers uh, Immortus' motivations, and he even goes through all the things where, he's like, yeah, I was Kang in this timeline, and Immortus in this one, and Iron Lad in this one, and when they fight him, he has a team of like Grim Reaper and Arno Stark and stuff. Like he's got a lot of. It's weird. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of characters in this, and I had to cut these notes short because I could have written a novel and it just notes from these ten issues. Kind of wish you did. And Quicksilver shows up, and then he's a hey. double agent. <laughs> it's all one writer, right? Yeah, Magneto yeah. rebuilds Asteroid M, and then it's like 
there's so much going on. Like they just crammed everything into every issue and then left a cliffhanger, right? All the time. And that's how I guess that's how, and then with, So that's a perfect they, connection to a multiverse of madness. Yeah. And then and then and then and oh yeah, I have it a just third keeps eye. going. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going. And I was like, what this is insane. Like the like what what is even happening here? But yeah, it, it um that's about it. And then they, they beat Immortus. They they end like the timekeepers come. Remember in from Loki? Yeah. The timekeeper he ends up he ends up telling taking them to limbo and fighting them against his team. And then Wanda kind of breaks out of her hold. And he summons the timekeepers and they, they give him all of Wanda's extra power, which he can't handle because he's not magical like she is, and he just gets frozen in time. So amazing read. It's too long. <laughs> like the first, the first six issues, I'm like, this is insane. This is wild. I love it. Like, I'm right. just going to keep reading because this is insane and it's very 80s and nothing too bad's happening. And then all of a sudden she gets strong and does that stuff to Wonder Man. <laughs> I was like, what? Turn. Yeah. What? What? And then nobody talks about it and they just kind of forget about it. And that's, <laughs> you know, it's just, hey. It's just Wanda. That's our Wanda. Like, I think what? that's what's going to happen with MCU, though. Nobody's going to talk about yeah. how many murders they've been done. And yeah, that's actually as as weird as it is in the awkward laughs I'm having. That's kind of what's going to happen. I think. I think because she's quote unquote dead now. Obviously, she's not really dead, and that's exactly what they're going to. It's going to happen. She's going to come back, Jane. and it's going to be like, eh. So I have two follow up questions based on not really what we read, but what we watched. Of the two characters of Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, and Dr. Jane Foster. I like when she said, uh, call me Dr. Jane Foster, too. That's oh, yeah, when he's like Lady Thor. She's like, no, I'm either the Mighty Thor, Thor or yeah. I'm Dr. Jane Foster. Yeah, that's so, no, I like that. She's good. Dr. Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor. Which do you think character, which character do you think is going to come back first? Oh, I... At a, or uh, at a, ooh. Because they're both, I That's guess. That's a good question. Because they're both not, quote, not, quote, dead. not alive. Yeah. The only thing is, I will say Jane just because we've seen her. Okay. But I think that's the safe answer. But I kind of think we'll see Wanda sooner than. Yeah, isn't expect. she? She's going to be a main play, right? Like I think yeah. she's going to be heading up a team, or just yeah. being like, "You got to deal with me." But and I mean, I... when you say when you say see next, so I took it as like come back from dead, vis- visibly see next. But yeah, if we're like, talking about back. like be back because we. But be like, because okay, but be back alive. Then it's gonna be Wanda, because it's like Jane will see next first. Oh yeah, because you can go to uh, Van Halla and just like, hey, like we're we're and talking with. Yeah, yeah, that's. I thought fair. you meant like okay, physically fair. see like. But like, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna do like a hell scene, right? Like if they do Wanda in hell, and then we finally get Mephisto or all these other demons that she could be playing with. But I Mike, never get. I hope we never get Mephisto. No. I am. 180, what you're saying right now, all I want is Mephisto and Egghead. Um, and my second... <laughs> Egghead! <laughs> my second question is, of Thor and Doctor Strange, who do you think is actually going to end up leading a team? Or being the mainstay in the next half of the phases or the MCU? Thor. I mean, I mean Strange. Really? Strange. I think Thor is on his way out. Personally. And he's already read, he's already led two teams. He hasn't really led them. He led his own properties, and he's 
he's weird. Like they treat him like a Captain Marvel, where he's so strong that you only have to have him show up in the third hour, or sorry, the eleventh hour. And yet, for and some reason, act. sorry, fish raising. Go ahead. Well, no, that's it. Like you, because he's a god and like he has all this superpower. Like we only really need him at the end of the team, yeah, uh, movies, yeah. to kind of help save the day. That's why. That's why it worked when he wasn't around for Civil War. Right. Took him yeah. and Hulk off the board, right? For that very reason. But um, oh, I forget what I was going to say now. I was trying try to inject you and I forgot what I was going to say. Well, you're talking about how you believe Stephen Strange, like how Thor's gone and Stephen Strange is here to stay. Yes, more so. Just just because the actors, really and truly. Oh. Yeah, but uh, Hemsworth just got all his kids and his brother in this these franchises. You're right. So. That's a very good point. But he <laughs> might family be like, kind of... They, but they could just take him off planet for who who knows how long. Where's Thor? Oh, he's like, you know, he's in Alfheim. He's in Sniffleheim. It's like, oh, okay. And Cumberbatch always strikes me as someone that's like, I'm just doing this for shits and giggles. I really don't need this. Yeah, but he's kind of into this, though. Like, he does, he, he dressed up like Doctor Strange and went to the comic book shops and stuff like that. Like, I think he's into it more than, because I agree. I thought that's what he was like, too. I was really surprised when they casted him. I was really surprised, but. But Hemsworth's goofy. Like Hemsworth's like yeah. doing all those. Uh, what are those ones off where he's like he's rooming with that guy from Australia? Yeah, what's his name? Todd was it Todd? Yeah, I think he and he's also in the movie too. Um, but like he was doing all the fun stuff of just like I think he likes the jokey of like fish out of water, and he seems the type of person like I'm just gonna be loyal. Like this is what made me. So yeah. if they need me, and as long as I get at, like my team, like as long as I. The real question with Hemsworth is as long as Tika's there. Tiki. Yes, correct. Taika. Taika. Taika Wakiki. Which is mess because we're kind of like, I don't know if you can handle this anymore. I kind of need you to settle down with the the Taika stuff. So, because you're right, because he was was ready to leave after like Age of Ultron, right? Mm Because he had done four movies at that point and he was always the same character. And now he's done four more as like a more, um, even with the Russo brothers, he's, I like the way they write their Thor better. He's still kind of like silly, but he's not. Um, he knows when to take it serious. He's not himbo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not like a dumb jock. Like this one, he's just like this <laughs> dumb jock. It's like, okay, well. Hey, you flick too hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we spent a lot of time talking about these two properties. Uh, if you agree, let us know. If you disagree, even better, tell us why these are amazing movies that you're going to hang your hat on for the MCU Phase 4, because the Phase 4 is not even done. We have more I'll... stuff to talk about with Marvel, but we're kind of done talking about Thor and Strange. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this. If not, I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares.